No, no, no. Let's start all over. Yeah, I I know that I'm supposed to be doing a funeral, but not this morning. Good morning. Check to listen to y'all. Amen. I need two volunteers, women, to come up, and I'm not going to bite you. Can I get one from this side and one from this side? Come on up. I need one from this side. Listen, don't look at each other. One of y'all come up here. Not me. Don't make me come over there now. Now, listen, I want to do it. Are y'all with me this morning? Isn't the praise team great? Hey, let's get over here. <laughs> Amen. Come here, come come close. I won't bite you now. Let's I'm gonna what you No no. Are you related to Pastor Dora? You let me run this. Don't <laughs> stand this way. Now I want y'all both say with me. What is this? This tape. I want you to take a, a long piece of tape, because I'm doing the illustration today about tape and glue and friendship. You with me? We doing okay? Go ahead. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's the sound man. When he comes up, that means you're doing something wrong. I always see his wife go up to him, so that's how I know that. So now, I want you to take a long piece, and I want you to put it on my arm, stick it on, and then I want you to press it down. You go first. Yeah. Take, take a long piece. Take a long piece. Don't be shy, okay? You didn't pay for it. Uh, put it on my arm. Now press it. Now press, no, no, not the clothes. Just on the skin. The skin. I want you to hurt me this morning. Come on, come on. The skin. Yeah. Don't be shy. I know you didn't pay for it. Don't take it all though. Press it down on my arm. Press it down. Press the tape down on my arm. Press it down. Press it down. No, no. Press it on my whole arm. Press it down. Okay. You press it down. Okay, now, on three, I want you to pull it off. Don't say what. Just, you're such a, you are such a Dory. Okay, on three. One, two, three. Ah! I was just joking. <laughs> They're about to run. <laughs> Y'all okay? Bathroom's that way. You all right? Okay, all right. Now, here's this. This is, what does that say on there? You see that picture? What is that picture? Gorilla. Now, you know what Gorilla Glue is? You know what Gorilla Glue is? So if you put it on me and you put your arm on me together, we're stuck, right? Okay, I want you to put it on me. I want you to put your arm on me. We're going to be stuck. You've got to do it for three minutes. You're not going to be able to get away from me. You ready? No, no. I'm man enough to do this. We're going to be stuck. It's going to hurt to release me. Are y'all willing to do it? You don't mind hurting with me? <laughs> talk to me. You mind hurting with me? We're going to be stuck. Hold up. Let me say this before you go on. I'm married. You ready to do this? We're going to be stuck. No. No, y'all going to sit down. Y'all good. <laughs> Give them a hand. I want to talk about two types of friendships today, and I'm going to ask you before we over, what type of friend are you? What type of friend? I've given you an outline. I want you to follow the outline this morning, and um, I want you to look at yourself, and I'm going to ask you real 
Thank you for helping both of you. Thank you very much. I want to ask you, what type of friend are you? What type of friend are you? Let us pray. Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ, for your love. I thank you for the opportunity to share your word. I thank you, Lord, for giving this congregation a pastor who loves you. I thank you for this congregation who desires not only to sing your praise, but to live into your word. Now I pray, Lord, that your word will find meaning, not only in my voice, but in the hearts of those who hear. In Jesus' name we pray, and the people of God said together, Amen. I want to ask a penetrating question. The question is this. Will you be my friend? Will you be my friend? They're handing out. If you don't have an outline, raise your hand. Okay, they're handing out outlines. It's helpful for you to have an outline today. I want to give an illustration. Is that okay? This side is pretty quiet. Somebody wake this. Walk around, wake them up. I want to give an illustration. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Now here we go. You ready? There were two men who liked going hunting. They went out in the forest and hunted. They were chesticking out. You know, we are hunters. We're going to take some animal down. While they were sitting around the fire, one of the men looked up. Ah! You with me? The second man looked up and saw a grizzly bear coming at them full force. The second man started putting on his sneakers. First man said, what's your problem? That grizzly bear is about to get on us. You better run, homeboy. Man putting on his sneakers said, uh, I am not worried about outrunning the grizzly bear. I'm putting on my sneakers to outrun you. <laughs> now you know why I don't hunt with them. What type of friend is that? What type of friend is that? There are two types of friends in the world. One is what I call the scotch tape friend. They want to stick with you as long as it's convenient. But when it gets tough, they depart and they detach easily. Then there's the Gorilla Glue friend. You see, when, when I did the demonstration, they didn't mind the scotch tape. Matter of fact, I thought they were going to take the whole thing out. But when we talked about the Gorilla Glue, they were hesitant. Amen. The scotch tape friend will be around as long as there's something you can give them. Money, attention, physical intimacy. Some of them are so wounded they would talk you to death and care nothing about what you have to say. But they will be your friend as long as you are giving. 
They often appear like they're invest, they are invested in the relationship. And many people wind up marrying a scotch tape friend and get in the relationship and realize what they have. That is why I strongly encourage pastors don't do premarital counseling. What you're doing is putting a band-aid on a divorce. Scotch tape friends look like Gorilla Glue friends in the beginning until the times get hard. You've been in situations where you seem like you're arguing all the time. It's not much you can agree on. I want you to know you're in a scotch tape relationship, but you don't have to stay there. Y'all getting quiet. It's okay. It's okay. You may ask yourself, why is there so much tension in the church? Why is so much tension in the family? But a more profound question is, why and how did you get stuck in that scotch tape? relationship. See, scotch tape is attracted to scotch tape. You may ask yourself these questions. Let me move for a minute from scotch tape. Are you tracking me? There's a second type of friendship that I categorize as the Gorilla Glue friendship. This is what I call a biblical friendship. They will never stab you in the back. Matter of fact, I learned early on from an old preacher who told me, Doctor, yeah, Reverend Jones, if you can't keep a secret, don't expect the person you tell the secret to keep the secret. Many people who spill our intimate conversations are people we think are gorilla glue friends. We find out our stuff is public. But a gorilla glue friend is a biblical friend. They won't stab you in the back. And in bad times and in struggles, They will tell you the painful truth. See, many of us are scotch tape, and when we get a gorilla glue friend to tell us the truth, we cut them off. Because scotch tape doesn't want to hear the truth. They come to church, and that's a good sermon because it reminds me of somebody else. We won't stand before God and talk about all the people who got on our last nerves. We'll only be able to talk about our faith and our walk with God and with each other. There were, excuse me, 
A Gorilla Glue friend is a friend that will be with you when everyone else have vacated your heart. They will be with you when the crowd call you wrong and won't have anything to do with you. Your Gorilla Glue friend will be there. When you are vulnerable, they will be vulnerable with you. When you are hurting and you lash out to them, they will look past your disflavored words and hear the beating of your heart. Know that your words do not reflect your pain towards them, but the hurt in you. Don't raise your hand. I just want to know, does anybody have a Gorilla Glue friend? The Bible offers us a synoptic description of a Gorilla Glue friend. Now listen carefully as I read the word of God in Proverbs 18.24. It reads, one who has unreliable friends soon come to ruin. But there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Can I modify that too? And sister. Can I get an amen, woman? Praise the Lord. Closer than your brother or your sister. Please know that I harbor no desire to penetrate your emotional walls of privacy. But I want to expose you to the mirror of truth for a minute. I want to ask you a very intimate question. Honestly, what type of friend are you? What type of friend are you? With your unsolicited solicited permission, I'm going to press the word on you. Did you not say earlier Some words about your commitment to the Bible. Did I not hear you say the words in your Bible affirmation? This is my Bible. I am what I, it says I am. Did you all say that? Some of you said that because not everybody said yes. Did you all say that? This is who it says I am. I am this is who said what it says I am. Today, I was taught the word, I will never be the same. I will never be the same. I like to take a litmus test to that. In the word of Jesus, in John 15, 12, we find these words. My command is this, not my request, not my flavored words, not my Gucci goo feelings. My command is this, to do what? Love each other. Hear me clearly. That's not a request. That's a command. That's a command. This is a very critical, critical command predicated on the second commandment. 
in their entire Bible, the second greatest commandment. How do I know? Because we read in Matthew 22, verses uh, 36 to 40. Listen to these words. Teacher, which, are, which, which is the greatest commandment in the Bible? One of the uh, professors of the word was asking Jesus, what is the greatest commandment in the Bible? Jesus replied, love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. The second is like it. To love your neighbor how? Now, I want you to hear me very clearly. The psychologist is coming out for a minute. Many of us really don't love ourselves. One of the ways I measure it is this. Are you with me? If I say to this woman, you know what? You want ugly woman. No, no. Just stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. What is she going to take with her when she leaves? She's going to take that to bed tonight. If I said, Ooh, my, you, oh, you look good, girl. Ow! Oh, you look good, girl. Oh, stop it. Probably slap me. You're laughing, but it's true. You know why it's true? Because we don't believe what we say we believe. God does not make ugly. And many of us don't even believe it. All of you are beautiful, handsome. You're all gifts of God, but you all don't believe it. See, you can't love your neighbor unless you love yourself. And many of us say, I love you, and we're lying because we don't even love ourselves. Is it hurting yet? I'll tell a joke, make you feel better. Are you Okay. Hear this, and I'm going to drop it. But the first place you find the expression of love is in the bed you started off on. Know this. Love is never, ever about you. Lust, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Lust is about you. Love is not about you. Many times we say, I love you, we want something from you. And the minute I want something from you, that love you call is nothing but lust. It's okay, I don't plan on preaching again here anyway. It was up to your pastor, I preach every month, I'm not doing it. Are y'all tracking me? Do you hear what I'm saying? Let's walk then. The second greatest commandment, <clears throat> not the second greatest request, or the second greatest option, the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor how? As yourself. In John fifteen twelve, again, we read, my command is this, love each other as I love you. In order to know love, hear me. I am a psychologist, but I study theology. You cannot know love. The noun of love, the person, the being of love in 1 John 4, 8 is God. The only way to truly know love is to know God. 
when we know God and then we know love and then through our knowledge of God, we can know whether we love ourselves. Because the same person that tells you how, how beautiful you are would be the same person who would cheat when your beauty fades. Are you with me? Don't worry, I don't plan on coming back. Stay with me for now. Stay with me. Don't answer this. I want to ask you a question. Don't respond. Do you love yourself? I grew up with pastors teaching that it was a sin or conceit to love yourself. They didn't know Scripture. Biblically speaking, the words command and love are synonymous. And I want you to hear, because our cultural orientation is individualism, is about me. Our cultural, and I'm not anti-culture, I'm a teacher at heart. Our culture gold leans against scripture. To love is to obey command. None of us like being told what to do. That's the manifestation of the flesh. The manifestation of the spirit is the desire to be told what to do by God because of the trust relationship. It's a command to love. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I want you to hear something. I'm trying to condense this. It's too long. Let me try to condense this. Love is a command, but it's a commitment to God. It's a vow, it's a commitment to God. It's void of feeling. Stay with me. Love is not about feeling. Those of you who study history, it began centuries ago um, with thinkers, um, with thinkers who express love in terms of feelings. Love is a commitment. Feelings can be hate. Feelings are a result of something else. Feelings are a result of love or feelings are a result of hate. Feelings are a result of one or the other. Love is not feelings, but feelings result from love. Are you with me? Same way uh, with hate. And so many of us say we love people, but we're talking about the emotion. And that's why people can say, I fell in and out of love, and I teach you never loved. You do not fall out of love. You fall out of feelings, not commitment. Are you all with me? I try to condense that. That's a whole two weeks lecture in college. I tried to condense it. Thank you very, y'all very, you, who said that's good? You get paid, get your money after the service. <laughs> I just want everybody to know there's no second place. She Only she gets the money. <laughs> Can I get an amen? amen? Thank you very much. Many of us still live under the feelings and we go in and out of relationships and love based on feelings. One of the worst things in today's culture is that the word love is associated 
and limit it to feelings, not the commandment of God. When I sit down with young people in premarital counseling, one of the things I always ask is, how do you know you love each other? What do you think people say to me? Holler out. What do you think they say? Come on, you can talk to me. I'm not darn. I talk back to you. Matter of fact, you get too smart, I talk about your mama too. Come on. Don't mess with me. I'm glad y'all laugh. I was just joking. What, what do you think they say? <laughs> she, she said, I want my money now. You may not be here after service. What do you think people say? Quickly. What? I just do. What? No, no, no. What do you think they say to me? Oh, by your, go ahead. I feel. What? What? I just know. Right. Also, you just know when you go to court, too. What else? Yeah, you know, I feel, well, I can say stuff to her. I can't say to anybody else. When he comes around, there's butterflies in my, and every time they talk, I want to go, ah. It's not predicated on feelings, brothers and sisters. And many people getting married don't even know what love is. Many pastors don't know. Stay with me. Did I put my mic? Am I Okay. Why you look so sad when they go away, man? Let's come down here, man. We got a little sad, puffy face. I'm just teasing. He's not. I'm just teasing. Okay. Now, <clears throat> what have we, what we have, um, excuse me, you see, human thinking is if we can place a nice label uh, on something, that it's good. As long as we label it with a nice word, uh, then it's good. Let me give you an illustration. I grew up in Harlem, New York. In Harlem, now, let me say this. I didn't take drugs. I had friends who did. I had a daddy I was too afraid of to do that. Fathers, we are very significant. You ever heard of cocaine? So my friends would have the cocaine laid out on the table in a straight line, and they would take a straw and sniff it in their nose. It's called snorting. But you know what they call cocaine? They called it angel dust. If you put a nice term on it, it makes it palatable, and consciously we think it's right. So we put terms on things to make it right that are not right, and so therefore it's okay to lust as long as you call it love. And the more you are the scotch tape person, the more the lust sounds like love to you. Scotch say people are shallow people. Say, Dr. Abiata, you don't understand. I'm lonely. You don't understand your loneliness. Don't bring me in your book. Many people become scotch tape because they're lonely. They don't want to be alone. The family expects you to get married, to have children. Everybody has these expectations on you. And you burn yourself out trying to live up to everybody's expectations. Y'all hear me? If that woman dies today, I have no need to get married again. Some of you probably think, man, you're too handsome to stay single. Thank you very much. <laughs> Everybody who laughs, get out. <laughs> y'all okay. Y'all okay. Y'all know that, but I'm not coming back. 
Now, let me share this with you, by, and then I'm going to close out shortly. What time is he normally through? He normally through about now? Okay, because I can stop. We okay? Okay. Let me give some definition and close out. I want to define lust. Lust is an intense, sensual, sexual desire or appetite. It's an uncontrollable or ill illicit desire or appetite towards a passion or feeling, something that we, we struggle to master. And what happens, while we don't like being told what to do, we allow lust to tell us what to do. People who lust are part of the Scotch tape relationship. What is love? For simplicity, let's just stick with John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. I'm still consumed with trying to comprehend the understanding when I sit with a couple and the guy said, I will die for her. I'm the man. I'll protect her. You don't have to show off me, homeboy. I'm good. Two months later, they me in my office arguing over doing the dishes. Time out. Let me make sure I understand this. You take a bullet and die for her, but you won't bust a cell for her. Okay, I got it. I'm cool. But see, that's what happened. She's going to wake up at midnight. She's going to laugh because she just got it. <laughs> Stay with me. Are y'all with me? You tracking me? See, what happens, Scotch tape people use Gorilla Glue words, and we fall for it. We fall for it. Not only in relationship, but the word as well. I'm a member of the church. What do you do in the church? I just go to worship. I didn't ask you what you go to worship. What do you do? Oh, nothing, really. I just want to be identified with a church. For what? Scotch tape relationship. I'm not your pastor. I don't have to come back. I'm cool. Scotch tape relationship. Can you imagine me being married to my wife? I come home every day, sit up. I don't drink alcohol. Drink a beer, just chilling out. My wife said, are you happy? Yeah, I'm happy. Are you part of this family? Yeah. I don't think so. Part of the family means you participate. But yet, many, most Christians in America are part of the church and do nothing. And many feel they're doing God a favor by coming Sunday morning. I'm so happy I'm not your pastor. Because half of y'all won't be back here next week. I'm going to find a church where I'm comfortable. Matthew, I want you to hear that too. God is my witness. Every person that ever told me they're looking for a church where they're comfortable, I tell them, you don't want to come to my church. God didn't call me to babysit. God called me to teach love and truth. Are y'all with me? Some of y'all shouldn't say amen. Y'all laughed at me when I said I was handsome. Stay with me. Are y'all with me? Let me close out now. Let me close out. In John 15, 14, Jesus said, you are my friend if you do what I command. You are my friend if you do what I command. You hear the F word in there? You are my friend if you do what I command. 
Hear me. Don't raise your hand. I, my desire is never to embarrass anybody. How do you know what Jesus commanded if you don't read the Bible? If you don't know his word? We need to know what Jesus commands. When we live in that, we live in forgiveness. I'm going to share something and then close out. In my second church I passed, it was in the cross-racial appointment. A person came up to me, looked me in my face, and said, cross-racial appointment, I'm the only African-American in the whole church. Looked me in the eye and said, a nigger should never pastor a white person. Stay with me. Stay with No, no, stay with me. See, your emotions are going to take you in the wrong direction. That's why there's so many races. And it's not just European. African-Americans are just as racist. Look what your emotions just did to you. When I was a scotch tape person, it did the same to me. I wanted to be angry. I wanted to fight. I can't be a friend of God like that. You can call me what you want to. I know who I am. Because I know who I am, I know I am a friend of Jesus. I want to ask you a question. I want to close out. Y'all with me? I'm so happy I don't have to come back. Stay with me. I want to ask you, and I really want you to wrestle in your heart, two things. Are you a friend of Jesus? Now, you can't answer that if you don't know Scripture. Second thing is, are you a real, a, a gorilla glue friend to anybody? To anybody. We're going to close out with a song that aligns with friendship. Just want you to listen closely. I do know, as the song expressed, as we engage more intimately with Jesus, the better days are what? Don't get caught up in the moment or today. Today doesn't define your tomorrow. Your relationship with Christ does. No matter how far down in the barrel you are, I slept on the streets at one point in my life. Failed the fifth grade, but that didn't define me doesn't define you. Trust me, please. In Christ, better days are coming. I'm not the pastor here, so I'm not going to open up the doors, but if you're considering finding a church, I would strongly encourage you, if you're visiting, this is the place. If I talk to 100 people, 90 of them might tell to come here going to get the word and good fellowship. I want to say to those of you who are on the membership role, get involved. Get involved in the church. Just don't come Sunday morning. Don't do that at home. Just don't go home and sit at the dinner table. Help out with the dishes. Help out with the washing. Change those stinky diapers. You see, as bad as it sounds, that's how relationships are built things. If you're not tithing, now, I want you to hear this clearly. I don't get a penny being up here, and I don't want a penny. If your pastor 
gave me a check, I would tear it up. You know why? I do this because I love your pastor. And I love the church. And I'm only saying that. I don't want you to think when I talk to you about tithing, I get anything out of it. I don't get a penny out of it. I don't want a penny. All I want to do is opportunity to love you in the word of Christ. Amen. Give God your tithe. Let me be your gorilla, gorilla glue friend. Is that okay? Will you stand and pray with me, please? I'm, I'm sorry. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for this word that's gone forth today, for the message that we've heard and the messenger who brought it. And Lord, I pray that that message will find its roots in our hearts and that we will find you to be that friend that sticks closer than a brother and that we will be the people who practice Gorilla Glue friendships. And now I pray your blessing on each of these saints as they go forth this week to serve you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.